Hey everyone, Adam here with the Shooter's Touch. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When Brian and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had tons of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get my show into all the apps like Spotify, Apple Podcast, where all of our listeners can listen to it? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is actually pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free, and it is honestly ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can match you with your great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast immediately. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading all of this stuff to you. So, when Brian and I started this podcast venture, one of our huge issues was we both have families, multiple kids, day jobs, multiple jobs sometimes. How are we going to get in the same spot at the same time to do this podcast on a regular basis? Anchor does that. No need to be in the same spot. It's essentially a phone call to one another and you're recording a podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, you need to go to anchor.fm backslash start to join me and Shooter's Touch and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear from you and to listen to your podcast. Hey, hey, podcasters. The Shooter's Touch is back. Uh, Adam here with Brian, and we're here set to talk about the last week of the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, Missouri Valley Conference schedule here for the Panthers and the Bulldogs. How are we doing tonight, Brian? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? I'm good, good. We, uh, as I mentioned, a good um, or a big week for the Panthers and the Bulldogs. Um, you know, you and I coming off three or four straight wins. Um, you know, the the chatter in in Cedar Falls and through through the Panther Nation was the the fact that if we had a couple had a couple things fall our way, um, you know, we could potentially be right up there, number one or number two seed going into the Valley Tournament. Um, if you follow, if you follow the games at all this last week, that didn't happen. Uh, had a really good game, um, against Loyola in Cedar Falls, um, I'm senior night and, uh, just, just couldn't get over that hump. You know, we, we had, um, a couple opportunities, uh, just a couple that come to mind. We, um, had them down by one and we, uh, let, let, we hit a, hit a big three from the corner. And then at the end of the game, uh, Loyola turned the ball over on a press and we honestly, we had eight or nine seconds left. Um, got the ball in AJ Green's hands, probably our, you know, number one or number two score for the entire year. And, uh, he had a, had a, had a pretty good look at a 18, 19 foot jumper and just hit, hit the back of the rim. So, um, you know, that was a tough, tough loss there. And then we went to, um, I guess went to Terre Haute and, uh, just honestly laid an egg. Um, you know, I don't know what the, um, score was at, at the, at the half or in, into the half, but I know that we were down by 10 before I could even, before I could even honestly turn the game on. So, so I guess pretty disappointing, disappointing week for the Panthers, but, um, you know, coming into the conference tournament here, what are, what are your thoughts on some of the, the games here for you and I last week? Yeah, so I flipped over um, to that UNI Loyola game late. I uh, was following the score straight because obviously playing the same night, so I had that game on, and um, it got close, and then I saw it was tied. So I think I turned over two minutes or so to go. Um, and, yeah, at that point it was tied, and then they got a 
they got a foul on the big kid for Loyola, which is kind of what they were working on. And sure enough, he misses the front end of a one-on-one, and then they get a back tap. And uh, Loyola got it, so then they had to go and foul. And like you said, still had some really good opportunities, came down, down three. And, you know, AJ got that layup late. And then, like you said, he got that travel on the, on the press and 10 seconds. And, uh, you know, essentially your your uh, best scorer with the ball and opportunity to um you know win the basketball game and like I said got a good look but uh um, obviously didn't go their way and you know I know you and I afterwards were uh we're texting back and forth a little bit about the about the game and kind of how all those things shook out um you know I think both of us were were kind of in agreement while uh, that look by AJ um wasn't a terrible shot uh something that maybe you'd aim for more in a tied ball game as opposed to down one. Um, and I are both kind of talking a little bit of wanting maybe something going to the rim a little bit more, or maybe at least a, at least one pass in there, you know, 10 seconds don't have a ton of time, but have some, have some false action out top or, or something to get somebody else another touch, make that defense shuffle. And, you know, but it's always hindsight's always 20, 20 on that. And, you know, AJ hits that shot and we definitely aren't having that conversation, but, uh, you know, given given the circumstances of that game and, you know, where the Panthers were at and obviously the rooting interest that all the Bulldogs fans had <laughs> had on that game yeah. too. Um, you know, it was a good performance. Like you mentioned, senior night at home. You know, Loyola obviously target on their back all year, but, uh, you know, they're still a solid team. And so, yeah, that was that was a solid performance by the Panthers. And I think all of our listeners would have would have wished and hoped that they could have been able to pull that one out. Yeah, and I, you know, just kind of uh... – Re rewatching the game actually the next day, um, you know they had they had Marcus Towns, um, you know one of their one of their most prolific scorers, one of their best players, um, you know essentially kept in check with you know sixteen points. He had he had quite a few of those in the second half, um, and then you know Crutwig only had fourteen as well. But like I said, he hit that big three. Um, and you're right on that on that last play. I mean, I would like to see a little bit more action on that play, but uh, as as I believe I. <laughs> I've said to a couple of people that, you know, I'm not a college coach for a reason. So, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, as you said, hindsight 2020. And then, you know, the game after that, you know, a, a close game against a good team traveling to Indiana state, uh, from, from experience, that is always a tough place to play. It's, uh, it's a huge, uh, huge arena that, you know, honestly doesn't really get that many fans there typically, Um, so it's a little bit quiet, you know, it takes a lot to get yourself kind of pumped up. Um, and I think I saw, I guess a stat, um, here on, um, on, I think social media, some, uh, on Twitter, maybe sometime today that that I think coach Jake is three and 14 in that arena at Indiana state in his coaching career, um, or something, something close to that. So, you know, even with all the the great teams he's had, it, it is definitely tough to win there. So, so kind of a disappointing week for the Panthers, but, um, you know, we, we jump, jump right over to the Bulldogs, uh, who obviously had a, had a, a lot better week. Um, you know, a couple of really, really big wins that set the stage for them down in St. Louis. Yeah, and you know, just kind of closing things out, and um, you know, obviously the biggest thing here with with Drake, and we'll we'll get to the season as a whole, um, you know. But going, given the situation that they're in, and winning six of their last seven, um, and you know, specifically this last week, and you know, getting a good win at home uh, against Indiana State for senior night, 
um, w- was good for them. You know, they came out and, and played really well. And, and by all accounts, basically just took care of business, played, played Drake basketball, you know, got up, scored 80. Um, you know, we've talked about that all year as far as their, their pace of play. And, you know, when they're scoring and, you know, they're getting scoring from three, four guys, uh, they're a tough team to beat. And that was no, no different Wednesday night, um, at the NAP center against Indiana state. And then, um, you know, yesterday going on the road and getting a, you know, a really, really big win given the circumstances against Missouri state. Um, you know, Nick McGlynn just kind of taking over in that game and everybody else kind of feeding off of feeding off of him. He finished with 22 and, and really everybody else kind of chipped in. I mean, literally everybody else chipped in with eight, seven, nine, um, points as you kind of go up and down the box score. And so, um, you know, good win for the Bulldogs, um, ultimately, you know, ending a what is a has been a, quite the run and quite the season um, for them, given the circumstances that they've been in. From obviously a new coach coming in late, which we've talked about, and his ability to put together not only a staff but a team um, to even have enough guys, and then lose Nick Norton, and uh, you know, continue to just fight and fight, and you know, pick up their twenty third win and a share of the conference title. Um, has to be something that, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that those kids and I know that they are really proud of and, uh, as well as all other, um, Drake fans and, uh, you know, gotta be excited that, you know, I got that first round by in the tournament and, you know, you never know what can happen. This league's wide open. Absolutely. And, and, you know, just a couple of things from my, end. you know, uh, a historic year for the Bulldogs. I mean, you know, you're, you're picked ninth in a Missouri Valley conference that is very competitive this year. Um, end up with um, end up with 23 wins um, and a share of the, the conference title when like you said you know a, a head coach that comes in late with no no head coaching experience uh, has to has to put together a staff and you know honestly put together pretty damn good staff um, and then and then and then put together a team where he didn't you know have anybody that uh, I think two two returning players from the previous team uh, that that's just, you don't see that. You don't expect that. So you're exactly right. Saying that they should be very, very proud of the year they've had. Um, And, and, you know, the, everything that they've accomplished, but you know, you're looking at, at those players um, and that staff and you're, you're probably looking at the player of the year and Nick McGlynn and, and the coach of the year and Darren DeVries, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, obviously, you know, Nick McGlynn um, is, is well-deserving of that. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, without having everyone's numbers in front of me, I don't, you know, I don't know that I've seen anybody that has had a bigger impact or a bigger role, um, you know, essentially on a better team in the league. And so I definitely think he's got to be your front runner. And I mean, as far as coach DeVries goes, uh, I mean, that's gotta be a no brainer. Um, you know, that's got to be a, I don't know how that voting, how that works, but if you got a unanimous opportunity, it's got to be him. And, and honestly is looking, you know, obviously some bias on that, but you look at coach of the year, um, you know, as far as in the nation. And, and I saw a stat um, for first year head coaches, as far as the number of wins. Um, and uh, I know that he was either, I think he was second on the list. And so what he's just, you know, been able to do and, and come in in a place that, you know, has kind of been pegged as a tough place to, a tough place to win, um, you know, and having such 
success right away, um, you know, given all the circumstances and everything in which that he was faced with. It's just shows a lot about him and his character and his staff and, and these kids too, and just their resilience. And so um, it's exciting. It, it, you know, it, it really is. And I definitely feel good for, for him and those guys. Yeah. And, you know, just another point to, uh, to drive home about, about the coach, about Darren DeVries is he, he applied for this Jake Drake job two times before he actually got hired. And that, you know, honestly, that, that just blows my mind. First of all, that he wasn't, um, wasn't at least considered for that, that job the first couple of times, but you're right. I mean, historically, I mean, from, from when we talked about in the, one of the last couple of podcasts from when they, um, I mean, I celebrated the final four team to me, not even really knowing they were, they ever played in the final four, um, you know, to the, the O three te- or excuse me, the O eight team that, you know, went, went, went on that run with, with Emmenecker, Nick Grant and, you know, Clayton Corver. Um, but outside of those, I mean, honestly, I, I cannot remember, um, you know, a stretch of two, three years where they had, um, you know, had a lot of success. And so this, this, this happening here with this team that, you know, essentially had a lot of players that have not had success in college basketball yet, um, is, is pretty astounding. And, and it speaks to the character of those guys and then the character of that, of that coaching staff as well. So, so very happy for them. Um, and I know that, that they're, they're, they're not gonna, I guess, you know, uh, probably not going to have any time to sit back. You know, they got the conference tournament coming up here in St. Louis where they are the number two seed. Um, and they do have that by, they got a, got a date with either Illinois state or Evansville, um, Friday night at six. And, um, you know, if I'm, I'm looking at that and if Illinois state, uh, if Illinois State pulls that off against Evansville, you know I'm thinking that uh, that will be one of the one of the better first round games of the of the conference tournament here. I think if I'm remembering that correctly, maybe you can I guess fact check me. But um, Illinois State and Drake played a couple weeks ago, and I'm looking at it right now. Yes, Illinois State beat them by beat them by seven here a couple weeks back. So so that could be a good game. I guess moving up here in the first round. Yeah, and actually, as soon as I saw that bracket uh, came out, you know, it's you look at it, and obviously being a two seed, you definitely take you take that by. Um, but it's funny how that shakes out because yeah, Illinois State is the one team that had Drake's number this year. They actually lost to him both times um, this year, and and actually both times they did. Game, wow. um, you know, they came back and made that game close um, here a week ago in that seven point loss. But you know, the first time, even when Illinois State came to the NAP Center, they just uh, as far as mixing up defenses and doubling in the post, just created fits for um, for Drake. And so, yeah, it'll definitely be interested. I, you know, I would, by all accounts, just a little, little bit that I've seen of Evansville, I would assume that Illinois State will uh, will win that game, and then right. you know, bring that uh, bring that third matchup of those two teams. And um, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times, and so hopefully the the Bulldogs will be able to make some adjustments and uh, you know, set up uh, what will hopefully be a nice rubber match on Saturday against the UNI Panthers. Yeah, you would, that would be, that would be, well, I, I know me and you, that's what we're, we're hoping for. And, you know, going back to Illinois State, I mean, they were, they were picked at least top three here in the, here in the conference. They uh, underperformed here in the second half of the, of the, of league play. But um, yeah, they were, 
they were set out to be a couple or one of the top two or three teams in, in the conference. So definitely a tough game there. Um, you know, going back to that UNI game, um, they got the six seed playing SIU Southern Illinois as the three seed. That'll be a, that'll be a tough game too. I think those teams split here over conference play. Um, I mean, but yeah, any, uh, any probably Drake and any UNI fan would love to see that that matchup in the semifinals of Arch Madness, the Bulldogs against the Panthers. Yeah, and and then I know we're gonna probably jump into it here as we get closer to the tournament, but uh, you know, then it this and it's anybody's to win, and you obviously know what's at stake here, the opportunity to, um, you know, whether it's uh, Loyola or whoever comes out of the top, but uh, you get to that point, and anybody. Anybody can win this thing, and anybody can find themselves in the big dance. So, um, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how all things, uh, you know, shake out. It's been, um, you know, a heck of a ride this year, especially here late, like you said, with kind of, you know, some of the teams either kind of stepping up or stepping back in the last couple of weeks of the season. It's, you know, it's more fun uh, that way. You know, I know that we've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed following along, um, like I said, with uh, you and I in their last couple of games and. Um, Drake fans, I know we're watching um, pretty intently, uh, especially, you know, with their win that they got over Missouri State uh, was huge and then almost pulling out that Loyola win. And so it's fun to see that uh, as you go through the league and, and you're watching the teams, you, you know, you don't have the the Wichita States or the Creightons that you've had in the past who are just um, three, four games up by the time we get to this point and kind of, kind of know where things sit. And so it's, it's fun to have a little bit of the parody in there and it's fun to, it's fun to see some teams step up and, um, it's even more fun, obviously when it's your team that's, uh, that's stepping up and playing good basketball come March. Yeah. I, I think I would, I would challenge, you know, anybody out there to find a conference tournament where looking down at the, you know, at the, the teams who are playing the top, the top six teams in, in, in my opinion, and maybe even Illinois state, but I, I'll probably leave those. I'll probably leave them out because they do, they do play an, another game um, outside of these six teams. But I mean, in my opinion, the top six teams, I can see any of these teams winning it and, and, you know, grabbing that, uh, grabbing the bid to the uh, NCAA tournament. So it'll be exciting tournament this, this week, weekend coming up. Um, and I know that, that we're going to, we're going to jump on another podcast specifically based on that. So, um, it was, a it was a fun season, you know, obviously, um, it was up and down for the Panthers and a lot more up than down for the Bulldogs, but, uh, always good basketball. And now we, now we come to March, which is, I, I think you would agree with me the best time of the year. We got conference tournaments coming up last week of a couple um, a couple conference tournament games and then the NCAA tournament obviously coming up too. So we appreciate you listening. Um, I guess check us out on um, on social media, on Facebook, search for Shooters Touch, and on Twitter and now Instagram as well. We are at Shooters Touch IA. Thanks for listening, and we will hopefully hear from you soon. <laughs>